one. He had to do it like that, man. Hey, yo, shout out to Jamar too, man. Rude everything. Huncho. You know it's my time, yeah, I'm on my grind You know that it never stops never stop. I'm stacking it up like it's Legos But there's not no Legos, I'm on the block, block. Riding around my town, vision so profound I'm cool with you hating now. now If you put in work, you gon' see it working All you gon' see is the greatest now, greatest now. The root of everything We get to the root of everything Ooh. The root of everything We get to the root of everything Riding around my town, vision so profound I'm cool with you hating now. now If you put in work, you gon' see it working All you gon' see is the greatest now, greatest now. Welcome to the first episode of season two of the Root of Everything podcast. Today I have my guy Nate Pierre-Louis. If y'all don't already know, we went through a whole day of basically going through his life and I was doing it with him. I gotta say I'm tired right now, but I'm glad I went through with it. I probably got a lot stronger today. But tell me how you feel about, you know, after going through your typical day. It's a regular day for me. Regular day. Yeah. T- tell them what time you got up. Oh, uh, well, I woke up today at 3.45. Um... We came and started working out like four. You came at like four. And we started working at like four or five-ish. And then after that, we just watched film. We worked out. I supposed to have another workout, but then we both was tired. So like, we were like, no, I'm not doing that. I feel it. I so, rest your body. So what I want to kind of go into when it comes to everything, the whole reason I wanted you to be on this show is because I understood how passionate of a person you were. Right. And everything about Root of Everything is about, you know, bringing in passionate people to inspire others to be passionate in what they do. Like for me, throughout my life, I didn't know what my passion was and that stunted my my growth because I didn't have direction. And so I just really want to inspire other people to know that, you know, it's out there. So my first question I want to ask you, so like we can have a consistency throughout the whole conversation, what would you define as your true passion and what would you define as success? And it doesn't have to be like concrete. You can give like a real definition. First one was passion. Yeah, what's your true passion? My true passion is to, first off, follow God's plan Okay. for me. Like, I feel that's God's plan is um, a dream that you got provided. Like, like, you wake up and you have a dream every single day, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's God's purpose for you. So my first thing right now is just for passion is just to pro- stay focused on God's plan. And I feel that when you wake up and you're not doing it for yourself, you're doing it for God, um, you have a whole different perspective on things. And so, like, when you, like, going through adversity, and you got worried, it's not, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, you're not going to have good, you're going to have good days, you're going to have bad days. But when you understand that you're going through your passion, which is your dream, and which is your dream is God's plan, like, you don't wake up and you don't make your own dream. I feel like mm-hmm. God puts that in your mind. So that would be my passion and success. Success is just getting one percent better every single day. Mm-hmm. Like success is, you have successes in in little things. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you, you know, on time, that's success. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I, I live my life in the moment, so I have a lot of successful moments. So it's like if you focus on the outcome and that's your success, mm-hmm. and you focus on like winning, or like you focus on dropping thirty. Ain't success, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much. When you focus on that, you ain't gonna be successful because there's so much more to the process. If people focus more on the process, they'll be more successful. And that's what I do. I focus on the process and the marathon. Facts, and I can see that from getting up at two a.m. to get up here and, and and you know work out with you because I understood that yo, you love this process. You yeah, know what I mean? I'm loving it right now. Man. And I think we talk kind of about how the other peers in your in your sector with basketball. 
you know, aren't doing what you're doing. You know, you're reading the Mama Mentality book. You're seeing what Kobe's doing. People aren't watching film at 4 a.m. in the morning. And I think that's what separates, you know, most people. But then I, I want to take it a step further. You know, you're talking about God's dream that he gave you. What is that dream that you hold on to now? Like, be, be as concrete as possible with it. Be as concrete as possible. I really don't share this a lot, but um, my my dream is to be an NBA All-Star. Okay. You know, I want to be the be an NBA Hall of Famer. Um, I, that's what I want. That's the most concrete answer I could give you. But it's more than that. Like for me, I feel as like God put me on this earth to play basketball. That's my talent. But that's not what I was made to do. Mm. Um, I feel as like God put me on this earth to spread His message and be His number one disciple through basketball mm. and through my successes. If I'm like an all-star, and I'm and I'm successful. Like a lot of people, say, I want to thank my mother. They don't thank God. They don't think no man. Like I need people to understand that God's the number one person in your life that's gonna get you through anything. You're never alone. Mm-hmm. You know, people have to. They say they I'm alone all the time. I got nobody. No one believes me. You know, they do. God believes me. So like, that's my goal. Like yeah, I want to be an all-star. I want to be a Hall of Famer. But I wanna. Show people that, you know, without God, ain't nothing. And bring, if I could bring people closer to Christ, mm-hmm. out of this whole outcome and with my successes, that's my, I, I want. So. And I think one thing I wanted to touch on with what you said was, I'm using basketball almost like as an instrument to get through to this purpose that you believe your life has. Like, yeah. this is the reason why Nate's on this earth. Yeah. And I think one of the things, you know, people fail to realize when it comes to passion that I've been preaching on my podcast for a minute is, Yo, this is what's going to propel you to that purpose. Like a lot of people, they try to find their purpose first. They like to say, like for me, I had that problem. I wanted to diversify the sport, sports industry, but I didn't really love the process. Yeah, of I remember there. that. You said that. You said that you want to be like an owner. Exactly. Like, yeah, I like I was like, I was like, do I really love the process of this? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like looking at what you did, like imagine you doing that and you didn't love the process of it. Yeah. Like it'd be, it'd be literal hell. Yeah, I'm not going to believe I'm not going to lie. Like waking up at 3.30, 3.45, ain't fun. Yeah. It's not like nobody would want to do that. I'm still human, you know, like, but like once you get up doing what you love to do, man, it's beautiful. Like, I love lifting weights, getting stronger. I love watching film, learning about the pick and roll. I love going to the gym and vibing, working on my game, getting better every single day. Like, I love all these things because I, I know, like, I need to be successful. If I'm not successful and I'm not in the limelight, mm. I'm not going to be able to do my message and be a disciple. So that's how I look at it. Like, I don't look at it as, like, a selfish way. A lot of people play basketball, like, for money. Mm-hmm. If it was for money, I'll be overseas right now. I'll be Feel making that. money. I'll be making money. I could go. I could make money. Mm-hmm. But for me, it ain't about money. For me, I, I want to be at the highest stage. And I feel like, skill-wise, I could do that. Mm-hmm. But you're not going to be in that type of limelight to fulfill this passion and fulfill my purpose. I think that's beautiful because I think a lot of people, like you said, are in it for the wrong reasons. And I think, personally for me, I think that can stunt your growth to even getting that money that you seek. You see what I'm saying? So um, I think that's a beautiful way to think about it and a beautiful way way to go about it because then you're going to be selfless selfless in every part of that journey. But I want to kind of shift it real quick into like how you found basketball, this baby that you carry with you all the time. I know your dad was a pro before you, but tell me about like... How you started to love basketball? Tell me about that journey. I mean, I always loved the game. Mm. Always loved the game. Like my dad, you know, was a big part of it because like when you're growing up, you want to be like your pops growing up. So, you know, I seen that growing up. 
you know, I loved it. I started loving it because I, I really started loving basketball, um, like really loving it, like third grade, fourth grade. I always loved it, but wanting to be in the NBA, mm-hmm. like I said to myself, I want to be an NBA All-Star. I want to be one of the greatest players mm-hmm. ever. Like third, fourth grade, like I started getting good, going to basketball camps, and then God, I fell in love with Kobe. <laughs> I fell in love with Kobe, man. Like his mentality, his his, his group, like his his griminess, his his work ethic. Because mm-hmm. that's one thing I could I feel like I could relate to. Like I may not be able to be six six and jump it over everybody back then. I didn't think I could. I wasn't gonna ever be able to dunk. But it was a dream, mm-hmm. but, like, I could work out. Like, I remember he said one time, like, I need to outwork everybody. If I'm outworking everybody, you know, I, it's it's my process is going to show. Like, my dad always told me that, too. Like, if you just keep your head down, then your future's inevitable. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's going to happen. But I fell in love with that. Like, my dad helped me a lot. Um, Kobe helped me a lot, man. Kobe, Derrick Rose, like I fell in love with the game. Like I wake up before breakfast, I'm watching Derrick Rose mixtapes. I'm watching Kobe mixtapes. I'm watching Russell Westbrook mixtapes. I remember the lockout season when KD was in like Rucker Park mm. going crazy. I felt I was like, yo, I want to do that, man. Like I just love the game. I, 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 I'm like, my dad gave me a book. Called college basketball in history. I knew all the stats of all everybody. Like I just love. I collect basketball cards. Like I always love the game. Mm, very it's, pure. This it's pure. It's not. It's never been about money. It's never been about none of that. It's always because I love the game mm-hmm. and I just love the hoop and I love to work out. Love the process. And I think what's key that I like to tell everybody is because it's so pure to your heart and it's like at the root of everything of you. You know. Yeah. It gives you infinite potential because you're never gonna stop. Like, oh, I'm never gonna. I will never stop, bro. That was a good point. I'm never gonna stop until I reach that goal. Exactly. Yeah. It's beautiful because, like, I think a lot of people are missing out on that, that sense of motivation that only can tap in from a passion. Uh huh. And a love. And a love. You sure. know what I'm saying? Like, I, I could not possibly get up at 3 a.m. if I really wasn't passionate about being around passionate people. I couldn't. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'd be like, I'm, I'm staying in. <laughs> I'm staying in. But, um, you know, but I think that goes to show how unique we are. And going into, like, uniqueness, the way you play on the court, and you talked about Russell Westbrook and some other players you kind of you kind of idolize, and Kobe with his mentality. Yeah. Can you kind of talk about, like, while you idolize these people, like, the way I watch you, like, I watched you my freshman year at Temple, and I was watching you, and I always loved watching you because – you were always Nate. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. weren't trying to be... I'm never trying to you're not, be You're never else. trying to be nobody else. Yeah, for sure. So could you talk about like the importance and the mentality you bring every single day with just being yourself? Yeah, being myself is a big thing because there's only one you. God only made one you. It's important to realize that, that you're the only person in this planet that could look in the mirror and be like, you're that person. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, I a big factor for me is trying to be the same guy every single day and lay my hat on every day. The same person, never supposed to change. On the basketball court, you know, it's like Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, you know, like I'm gentle spoken right now, calm, but like once I get in between those lines, I know what I do. Facts. You know, you got to know what you got to do. And I'm a good defender, great rebounder as a moment to my size. Um, I'm aggressive, mm-hmm. you know, but then now I got, you got different superpowers now I can shoot. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it's just like, right now it's just like, you got to wait for your opportunity to be patient. So now it's a combination of things, like, you know, being yourself, but realizing that yourself could also evolve. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's different enhancers, you know, you read books, you, you're mentally growing, you're doing push-ups, you're physically growing, 
shooting jump shots, you're skillfully growing. You always growing as a person, so you gotta understand like yourself is always gonna evolve. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's beautiful, and I also gotta say this though. I know it's gonna come off hard to believe, but like, yeah, it's gonna somebody gonna laugh at me. But I think why I liked your game so much was because I could relate to it because I feel like I played like that. You see me? You, uh, see, you see what I'm saying? Lot, you know what I'm saying? So like when I used so. to play ball, when I used to play ball as a kid, I used to play basketball. Basketball was my first love, to uh, be honest with you. Sure. And then I, I ended up not falling in love with it afterwards. But I was always the kid falling on the ground for the ball, not afraid. <laughs> like I, hard. You know what I'm saying? I used to have scrapes on my leg. And even when I played baseball, I was always the kid with dirt everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Just playing hard. And it was like, like, my dad used to always ask me if I ever went on a new team or whoever it was. Like, Jamar, you think you're the best player out there? And I'd be like, of course. I'm the best you're player so, out you're there. You're supposed to You know feel what I'm saying? Like it could be anybody on the field. I'm like, I'm the best player on the field because like not that. only did I understand that I needed this confidence to be able to reach the potential that I could get to, but I also understood that, like, you know, this is just who I am. I'm a confident person, and I'm going to just be that. Like, for me personally... Like I listen to Russ a lot. It's like one of my mm-hmm. like my favorite rappers. Like I, I reference him in almost everything I do because like mentally that's he's matching my mental mentality. Mm-hmm. And he said in his song "Lapped," he said, "I get my inspiration from my own potential." Like beautiful. You look in the mirror every day. You get your own potential. Like you inspired by your, yourself. Yeah, like you said, I idolize these guys. I don't idolize them. Mm. I I want to learn from them. Okay. I don't idolize anybody as a sin. Don't idolize no man. You feel me? You learn from them. Gotcha. Take out their skills and put them in as a toolbox. Mm-hmm. But when you're inspired by your own potential, um, you see yourself and you it's your potential. You see yourself as somebody, bro, you inspired. Like, mm-hmm. like no one could tell you, like, no one could tell you how you view yourself in the future. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And that should just inspire you to even be great. Like like myself, I see myself being an all-star. Right now, I'm an undrafted rookie, free agent. People may look at me like I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. But I see myself as an individual that's going to be at that level one day. Mm-hmm. And when you're, in, when you're inspired and you're working your butt off every day, no one can tell you that. That's the number one controllable. Mm-hmm. You control how hard you work. You control how you inspire and you control how you act towards people. You you could control those things. Why not control your work ethic and how you view yourself as an individual? And I think another thing I want to touch on from what you said that I really took something from was, you know, you don't idolize these guys. You learn from them. Yeah. And I think for me, even in this podcast game or anything I do, I'm going to take my notes, but I'm going to do it differently. You know what I'm saying? I could have a mentor. You give me the game, and I'm going to take half of it because I understand this is what puts me in the right lane to doing what I do. Mm-hmm. And I understand that, you know, like, I wouldn't want to just be a carbon copy of somebody else. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to, like, I want to make it for being me. And I also mm-hmm. understand that my potential is that it's cap when it's me. Yeah. And the next thing I want to kind of, unless you have something to hit on that real quick. Yeah, like you, like you, like you said, like the basketball is a big comparison game. Mm-hmm. Everybody want to compare somebody to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like people are going to compare me to somebody. I can't control what other people think. Sure. But like me personally, I do. I know who I want to be. I want to be Nate Pierre Louis. Mm-hmm. I want to be labeled as the best rebounding guard ever, the best defensive guard ever, the best one, of the best players ever. This put his imprint in basketball history. Mm-hmm. Like, that's about it, though. Like, that's all you can say. You can't really do anything else but be yourself. Mm-hmm. That's that's beautiful. And so, um, 
what I kind of want to go into is, you know, as I was watching your highlights, to be honest, I was doing, I was doing my little research on you before, but um, you evolved as a player. Like yeah. you were, you were a different player in high school to where you are now when you were in college. And yeah, now, I was obviously, a different player. Like six months ago, seven, eight months ago in college, I was last year. I was a completely different basketball player. So could you kind of go into the importance of? Wow, you might have been hoping in high school the importance of like almost going through this sense of growth and maturity to figure out the exact things that make you special. You might have been able to rebound the ball, but to understand like, yo, nobody in college basketball can rebound the ball like me at my position. Like, could you go into the importance of finding what really makes you special? That's a good question. Like, honestly, the only thing that I could think about is the people around you, mm. you know, my coach told me that Coach McKeith believed I could have led the country in scoring. The reason why, not scoring, I said scoring. Wrong rebounding. thing. Rebounding. Got you. He believed I could have led the country in rebounding. But the reason why I didn't, I didn't, like the last couple of games, I got sick. But then, like, some games I was just focused on my buckets. Because mm. be some games I would have, like, nine points, but, like, 14 rebounds. Like, I would be focused on my points. I want a bucket. But nah, mm-hmm. looking back, man, I should just focus on my boards. That's what, like, he he plugged that in me. Like, he plugged that. Yo, control, control, rebound the basketball, defend. Like, it's important to have good people around you that believe in you. Mm-hmm. Like, Coach McKee, he believed in me. My dad believes in me. Like, the coach staff at Temple believed that I could do that. Mm-hmm. You know, believed that I could have been the best defender in the country. They believe I'm the best defender in the world. They, mm-hmm. believe, they believe that. They the one that put that battery in my, pack, in my back saying, like, yo, you could really do this. And if you focus on that and do what you do well, then you should be straight. And I think one thing about you and why people are surrounded by you, first, I believe when you're a passionate person, you're magnetic to other people that love the same thing as you. But two... If you want other people to take you seriously, you have to first take yourself seriously. Oh, for sure. And I think I think you are a perfect embodiment of taking yourself seriously. And then people are like, "All right, I know I can depend on him." Mm-hmm. Could you kind of like speak on that seriousness you take with the game you play? I mean, a lot of people don't take this game seriously. That's why a lot of people out the league. That's why that's why a lot of people don't get into the league. Mm-hmm. They're not focused on patience. They're not focused on. They don't look. They look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, oh, "I'm just talented." Mm. My problem is I take myself too seriously, mm. and I'd rather have that than not take myself seriously at all. When you're over-analytical mm. and you're obsessed with yourself, not obsessed with yourself, like egotistical, but obsessed with your you know, growth mm. and your evolution, that's why I, I'm, I change. Like, I evolve because I take, I, I take pride in getting better every day. That's why I want to work out every day because I'm like, I missed out on an opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, I could have got better today. You gotta get you gotta get better every day. Cause that's why some people just don't grow because they don't look at themselves in the mirror. If like, nah, it's a joke to them. Mm-hmm. Like they play. That's why they play money. For, they play basketball for money. They're like, oh, this is a job. A lot of people do that. But there's some people who just love to hoop, mm-hmm. but still don't take them so seriously. This one is really talented. And I think there's a special trait in being like, you know, you're you're probably your biggest fan and biggest critic. Hundred percent. And I think for me, personally, like. I'd be in the mirror or in the bed like, like for example, if I have some type of engagement speaking, I'm like, man, I could have said that word better. I could have done this better. I could have done this. And everybody's like, wow, Jamar, you killed it. You're supposed to feel like that. You know bro. what I'm saying? You're supposed to feel like that. And I think, and I'd be thinking at that moment like, is this a blessing or a curse? You know? It's both. It's a double-edged sword. Like sometimes I'll be like, dang, man, I should have done this message free throw. Dang, I could have like, dang. Like, you know, he's getting mad at yourself. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, the best reaction is no reaction. Mm. That's what I'm learning now. 
it's no need to yell at yourself. It's no need. It's no need for that. You could be as serious as you as you possibly can with yourself, but you can't be. You can't kill yourself. Mm. It's like shooting yourself in the foot, bro. That's why I learned in the book called Mind Gym. It's a great read. You know, you learn that you can't kill yourself. You can't overthink. You can't. You mm. can't. You gotta detach yourself from your conscious mind. You put that much work in in your process. You probably focus on. Like stuff about like oh like public speaking, mm-hmm. it's a reflex. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a you gotta focus on your training, rely on your training. That's mm-hmm. why you train. It's it's a it's a reflex. It's a it's an involuntary action. It's like blinking to you. It's like breathing. You're not supposed to. You don't think when you breathe. When you know how hard is it to breathe when you mm-hmm. think about it. You ever try that? Oh, bro, I be going through it because yeah, I got asthma. Like, I be you, like, shoot. But really, like, I'm just I'm just thinking. thinking too hard. You're thinking too hard. That's what, that's what it is with your with your passion and the game that you like with me. That's why I'm starting to learn. Belania, you work so hard. Why are you thinking, bro? Mm-hmm. Just go out there and do what you do. If you're not thinking about shooting the basketball, just shoot the basketball. You shot this ball millions of times just to make one. Come on, man. The odds here, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's beautiful. And um, like that's something I've dealt with playing ball and public speaking. Sometimes I'll be rolling on myself. But another thing I want to hit on though, real quick is, you know, you're in a moment in your life where, you know, now you're you're not in college anymore, you're looking to go to the NBA, and you're facing, I, I believe, you might define it differently, but you're facing an adversity in your life right now. You're facing maybe an uncomfortable situation. How do you stay focused and understanding you're like, yo, like you said, keeping my head down and keeping your head down and knowing the goal will come to you. How do you stay focused regardless of the circumstances? I got, like you said, like you said, it's adversity. I look at it differently. I'm looking at it as a blessing. Mm-hmm. I don't look at anything as a adversity anymore. Mm-hmm. Like when you're when you're honestly, you know, resting in God's promise mm-hmm. and resting in like, you know, what you believe in mm-hmm. and honestly truly believe. Like I really truly believe in my heart that I'm making it to the NBA next year. Mm-hmm. Or I truly believe I'm gonna be an all star in five plus years. I know I, I believe in myself a hundred percent. Talking out loud sounds crazy. You're supposed to sound delusional. That's mm-hmm. why people people are gonna talk down on you because they don't think you could do it, and they can't do it. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna try to make you be on their level. Can't do that. And the only thing that helps me really is God and my people around me. I have a good support system, you know. But like mainly with me, eternally, oh man, I just really just I'm really just resting in my promise. That's beautiful. And I don't really like look at it as adversity. A lot of people do. Mm-hmm. I don't think so because I'm getting more. It's just more time for me to mm-hmm. sharpen my blade. That's it. And I think, you know, especially with coronavirus, there's a lot of things that happened and we don't realize, like, we're not in control of this godly at plan. Oh, you know you're not. You're not. It's literally resting in his promise, bro. Facts. And you got to understand that, like, dog, you ain't in control. All you can control is how hard you wake. You work waking up, lifting, getting shots up. You can't even control your outcomes. You can't even control um, your opportunity. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm waiting for an opportunity right now. Like, I can't control, like, some dudes calling my phone saying I could play in the league right now. No, you just got to wait. And when the opportunity comes, knock it out the ballpark. So I got one last question for you, Nate. And this is, this is my favorite one. So you're guarding Kyrie Irving. What is your mental mental confidence going into that this is my last question we're gonna cut it off after this Kyrie difficult dude the guard bro mm-hmm. looking at his chest don't reach don't mm-hmm. look cause if you reach he's gonna make you look stupid bro mm-hmm. stupid if you don't reach on him um 
put a hand up. Make sure you don't contest. You contest, no, not do not foul. Mm-hmm. Um, don't go for his fakes. Really, really skilled guy. So, gotta just get in. I'm trying to make it get in his chest. Mm-hmm. No, but like really, like he's a great basketball player. He's probably the most skilled basketball player of all time, in my personal opinion. One of them, top five. And he can do everything, both hands, ambidextrous. Me personally, I'm just stay in front, try to beat him to the spot, raise up because. You can test that's great defense. Mm-hmm. The more you can test, the more you try to bother him. That's the thing in the league. You can't stop, dude. You're looking to contain them. He may drop 25, but he may have to take 30 shots. That's my goal for Kyrie, but Kyrie's Kyrie, so I respect him. I feel it. And um, I just want to say, everybody, root of everything, me, Jamal, real, we fully believe in you. And we really you. appreciate you coming in here and just spending your knowledge and just showing us your day-to-day because there's somebody on the other side of the camera that's going to be inspired to say, okay, I believe my passion is out there. Or two, you know what I'm saying? I know what my passion is, but I'm actually going to act on it. Yeah, I so I'm, I'm, I'm beyond thankful for you coming on here. I'm that's glad you're the first one. And um, I wish you the best, man. I really I appreciate, appreciate you, though. Appreciate it. So that's it for The Root of Everything Season 2, first episode. We'll see y'all next time. We got some more guests coming. Peace. <laughs>